ADT.com to get that feeling. ADT. Home. Safe. Home. Well, it's 835 on your Monday morning right here from the great voice of Volusia County. AM 1230, AM 1490, even AM 1400. Every Monday morning, we focus on elder law with the lady who knows a lot about elder law from the Aiken Law Firm. It's Sherry Aiken. She's with us right now. Good morning, Sherry. How are you doing? I'm great, Skip. Thank you. I hope you had a good weekend. I did. You know, we're talking about all the devastation in Houston and, and, and uh, what this latest hurricane and tropical storm has done. It makes us really stop and think we've got a plan for the future, especially with our older people, right? Absolutely, Skip. I know that uh, Dane uh, spoke uh, with uh, your vi- uh, your listeners a couple weeks ago about disaster planning yep. and evacuation planning, yep. but let's... Uh, it's okay. I mean, let's let's go back and talk about that a little bit more. Okay. Especially since you know one of the most uh, poignant pictures we've seen coming out of Houston or the Houston area is a uh, you know photograph of you know half dozen uh, seniors in a assisted living facility sitting waist deep or higher in water waiting to be evacuated. And I understand that that picture was put on social media by the owner of the facility trying to get assistance to get those folks uh, out and ultimately. Uh, everyone was uh, airlifted out by uh, uh, helicopters and whatnot. But you think about it, it took, it took getting, you know, putting a picture on social media on Facebook to, 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 to get, get those people out. Yes. Yeah. So, and of course, that's just devastating flooding over there. And honestly, I can't even imagine how high the water would be here if we had an inch of rain an hour for a couple of days. You know, I think that, that would, yeah, it would be pretty devastating here as well. But, um, but it brings us back to the point that uh, our, our senior residents need to have a plan in place for their own evacuation, mm-hmm. and uh, air, and you know people, you know, and children and whatnot, loved ones who have um, seniors uh, who who are resident in areas that are potential for evacuation in um, uh, severe weather events, really ought to also familiarize themselves with you know evacuation plans. You know, in Houston, one of their problems is there's so many people. Sure. And, and, of course, and the mayor's getting some flack about whether he should or shouldn't have evacuated. But at the end, you imagine an evacuation plan here. If you're on the beach side, you know, there's what, how many bridges to get you across, you know? That's right. One. That's right. You're absolutely and, right. Um, and so evacuation is not just, hey, we know what we're going to do. It's when we're going to do it. So, you know, I think with seniors, it's very important to have a plan. And another problem with seniors is a lot of our seniors are on fixed income, so it's not that they, they can just, you know, hop in the car and drive away and spend a you know couple nights in a hotel just because they feel like it. Oftentimes, yeah. Yeah. they they lack the funds to do that. So this goes back to the whole planning process, and I think that uh, seniors who are on uh, limited um, or re- reduced income, to the extent that they can, should kind of have an evacuation fund. You know, maybe you know, tank a gas or two and. As uh, the news just said, we're likely to see increases in gas prices. So not just a, a tank of gas at the lowest price you think you want to pay, but in you know, a hurricane price, you know, three fifty four dollars a gallon. You know, once uh, if the, it gets you out of here, it's worth it. Yeah, get you out of here, and then maybe a night or two in a hotel. And what about putting together a uh, you know, get a couple of your friends and have like an evacuation team. Yep. Where well, uh, you know, where you know, several seniors can split the cost of say a hotel room someplace else. And of course, as you and I were dis- uh, discussing. You know, the evacuation area in Florida for a hurricane is not just, you know, you know, 20 miles. It's, you know, it potentially it's, you know, the entire pan, you know, the entire yep. uh, peninsula of Florida or whatever. And so 
um, and you're probably going to have to drive a ways, maybe even up to Georgia or, or you know, further. So. And, and you need to make the arrangements because I do know in Volusia County, emergency management here does a tremendous job. They even have special for the elder care mm-hmm. with oxygen and things that, that some of the elderly people need. But they, you know what they don't have? Their medication. Right. You've got to remember to take that and make arrangements to get to one of these these uh, facilities that does take care of special needs. Absolutely. And, of course, uh, the facilities, to get back to the facilities, Florida law does require all uh, assisted living and uh, nursing home facilities, any facility that provides residential care or on-premises care for seniors to have a filed uh, evacuation plan okay. you know, with, with uh, AHCA, which is the department up in Tallahassee that manages uh, the, these um these entities and those plans should be available on the websites for the facilities. So if again, if you've got a loved one in, in a nursing home or an assisted living facility, you should be able to go online and pull that plan so that you know what it is uh, yourselves. And then of course, in again, in the, the threat of um, evacuatable kind of um, weather, you want to be in contact with these facilities to find out what the plans are. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, we got, we got the plan, and I know a, a number of um, assisted living facility managers and nursing home managers uh, and executives here, and I know they're very, very tender to their jobs, but, you know, plans are always subject to change because, you know, I mean, this, the, the widespreadness of the rain in, in Texas and the fact yeah. that it's going to keep going for a couple of days here has made them change some plans because they got so many people. Yep. going to evacuation centers. Well, we hope one doesn't hit us here in Florida like it did last year with Matthew. But, you know, if you're up north, a lot of the kids are still up north because they got their jobs and they haven't come down to the Sunshine State to spend the best of their lives. Keep in touch with your parents. Keep in touch mm-hmm. with your loved ones down here. Make sure you know what they're going to be doing as they're playing so all of a sudden they're not lost. That is definitely a, a very good idea, Skip. And even better... Bring mom home for a couple of days. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, and, and don't decide to do the evacuation the Friday before the Saturday hit. I mean, if there looks like there's weather coming, and I know everyone, you know, people don't want to make a big deal about things, and but if it's bad, it's bad. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and you can't do anything. If it's not so bad, then hey, it was a nice visit with mom or dad. Yeah. But I think, you know, you move people out when you can, because you know around here, the, wet, the, tra- the roads get awful. Yep. You know, we've only got two roads out, you know, and that's 95 and 75, and that's it. Yep. And, um, I mean, yes, there, there's some state roads and things like that, but predominantly the traffic moves north and south in the state on the two interstates. Okay. And you get a whole bunch of people on those, and they become parking lots and uh, source of injury and um, as much as just being in your home. Okay, Sherry Aiken, I want to talk more about this. I really want to talk about when you're working now with your clients about their wills, their trust, all the different things they're doing. What are some of the things that you could sort of bring up with them in case of emergencies? What has to be done? And then we'll talk about that after these messages, okay? Mm-hmm. We're talking about elder law. We're focusing on elder law with the good people from Aiken Law. Sherry Aiken is with us this morning. We'll be back. Amy Ryan is in our Volusia County 2020 newsroom. She's got a news update for you right now. From your WSPB 2020 Volusia County Newsroom, I'm Amy Ryan. With all eyes on Texas and those areas hardest hit by Hurricane Harvey, it's been a reminder for local residents to ensure they have a plan in place. Rose Traub from Assisted Living Made Simple says this is especially true for our area seniors. 
A lot of people are calling, inquiring, making a plan. I think that what's happening over in Texas is making people realize that they need to be prepared. They need to think about their loved ones, especially when they're alone here in the state. And um, try to have a plan in place. It's really important. You know, have a bin that's prepared. Have batteries. Have the necessities that you need that are in that bin secure. That if something does happen or we do lose power, they've got some way to get some help. Hurricane Harvey may have spared Florida, but the Sunshine State is prone to such storms, and locally our first responders are always prepared in cases of such an emergency. Volusia County Fire Rescue Chief Jeff Smith gives us an inside look at what our officials do to prepare and respond when storms hit. We do preparation to make sure our, our facilities are secure and ready to withstand the storm that's coming, make sure all our apparatus are up and running and we're able to respond, able to last for 72 hours or better on our own. As we go into the storm, we also work closely with uh, the Volusia County EOC to establish contact with special needs residents that are in our districts. Call, we go out and make contact with them, folks that will may need some extra help getting out or going somewhere. We also check on them post-storm. And then whenever the storm comes, you know, we just identify what the wind speed's going to be for us to stop responding. And then as soon as we're able to get out there, we get out and start responding around, answering calls, just taking care of business as usual. From your WSBB 2020 Volusia County Newsroom, I'm Amy Ryan. Hi, I'm Jack Holcomb from New Smyrna Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, where the best Ram deals are right here during our summer clearance sales event. And all of our Rams are on clearance, and you can save up to 15000 off your new Ram truck today. Get going in a Ram quad cab truck for as low as $259 per month. Or if you need more room, then drive away in a Ram crew cab for as low as $299 per month. The summer clearance sales event is going on right now. So get the best savings and lowest monthly payments on Rams right here. New Samarna Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. You're a little cheaper dealer. In most organizations, the sales team has to carry the ball. They're responsible for paying the bills, making payroll every week. If they don't produce, it's over. That's a lot of pressure. But your customer service reps, technicians, and even your delivery people may have more customer contact after the sale than your sales team. And how much do they know about selling? Are they missing opportunities to sell deeper into your current client base? If your employees aren't properly trained, they can miss thousands of dollars of opportunity every week. But they're not comfortable selling. They don't like pressure, and they don't even know how to ask for more business. Wouldn't it be nice if they could? Sandler Training is now offering strategic customer care for your non-selling team members. It could be the teller at the bank, the pest controller lawn guy, your incoming telephone staff. You get the picture. How much more could they bring to your bottom line each week if they just knew how? Whether you're a CPA, a bank, or a manufacturer, make your whole team a part of your sales effort. Call Sandler Training at 407-740-SELL. That's 740-7355 to find out more. Sandler Training. You won't fail because we won't let you. It's a Monday morning. We're focusing on elder law with uh, Sherry Aiken from the Aiken Law Firm. We're talking about, uh, well, what's going on in Houston and what happens uh, when our elderly people are faced with some of the same situation. And Sherry, we were talking earlier before we went into the break about when people come to you for their their, their wills and, and all the different uh, uh, things that they need from time to time. Let's talk about all the things that you talk about in case something like this comes up for them. Well, when something like this does come up, and again, uh, with the weather being what it is, it can come up in, at any time. Mm-hmm. We suggest our clients be prepared uh, to evacuate, and in that can, in that uh, realm, have some documents put together. And I, uh, 
some of your in the previous uh, segment there dealt with you know putting together a bucket or a basket of, of yep. things that you need. Yep. Well, I've always um, maintained that a client should have a kind of a portfolio of important documents that if they've got to run, and whether it's um, grabbing and running as they've planning to do in in advance of a storm oh. or. Uh, they they have emergency um, personnel um, present at the home to help them if they if they um, are um, need some assistance to get Almost out. Almost like but a little briefcase. It's got all your papers in it. Because a lot of times, you know, you may be in the, you may be in the dark. Um, yeah. You know, and you may not have a whole lot of time to deal with this. But at least if you've got everything put together and in that situation, what you definitely want is you want to have at least a photocopy of your, a power of attorney. If you have powers of attorney, okay. of your living will, if you've got one, any kind of medical directives that, that you have in place um, for that. Also any, you know, medications to try to have, you know, bring your medications with you more than just a couple of days. Cause you never know yeah. when you're evacuating, if you're, if it's just going to be a little bit of rain, a little bit of wind and you're going to come back or whether, and it's going to take uh, a week to get power back or the roads cleared or what or what have you or or even worse so you want to have your medications with you and of course if you think you're going to be gone longer or if you're going to be out of the area you can even get you know even a month's worth of uh, your prescriptions um ahead of time just because you don't if you don't know um when you're going to be able to be back sure sure the other thing you want to have is a list of your, your medical diagnosis, and sometimes, of course, you having your medications tells people if you're taking insulin that tells yep, somebody yep. that you're diabetic, but not all, not all conditions, of course, have uh, medications to treat them, but you want to have a list of those also so that if you become in a situation when you're not able to respond, you know, say, say you're, you're unconscious or, or what have you, uh, that somebody who is treating you is going to have that information available uh, to them. Other things you want to have at least... a, a you know, some some people keep keep things like their wills, the original wills, or original trusts in, in their home. Uh, trusts uh, are such a document that if you've got a photocopy of it, you can continue to administer it. Your original will is a document that's kind of important, and so at a minimum, you want to have uh, you know a list of where those documents are with you. Uh, don't I'm not suggesting that you take the time to you know scurry through and look through your drawers to find these documents, although I do hope that um, if they are being maintained in the home that there's some place that is identifiable that can be got too easy. Uh, the other thing you want to do is tell somebody if you're leaving, tell somebody where you're going. Um, yeah, good point. That um, you know, if uh, if emergency responders are uh, helping to evacuate you to your local um, evacuation shelter, um, call a family member if you can, but or somebody tell somebody where you're at. And I know it's one of the things in, in Houston now. People are trying to find each other, and their neighbors going around looking for folks, and yep, yep. and they just don't know. And of course, with all the flooding, you know, there's there's potential for loss of life over there. But tell somebody where you're going to be. Okay, and you know, it's a good point you just brought up a few minutes ago. You you never realize how long you're going to be away from home because you don't know what the devastation is going to be. So take all the medicine you can. Not just oh, I'm going to be back in a couple of days. Right. I mean, fortunately, I mean. I mean, we got hit pretty hard with Matthew last year, but yep. you know, but you, you and I both know we were lucky. Yes, you know that it kicked back out in the ocean and didn't. Yep. We, we didn't get the full brunt of that. Yep. But even still, you know, I, you know, I live all the way over into land. You know, so that's you know, fifteen, eighteen miles in land. You know, we got beat pretty good, and oh, so I drove through there. Boy, yeah, the trees are in the road. trees in the roads and land, uh, uh, power outages and whatnot. And it took you know several days. And I know our first responders and and the uh, the the. Uh, power cruise area everyone was working very hard but it still took several days and even a little bit longer in some areas uh to restore power only because you know the poles were down the lines were down it wasn't just a matter of just you know reconnecting things it was a matter of reconstructing things in some neighborhoods so 
uh, you want to you're going to be gone. You know, she's playing. You're going to be gone, and if you're going to be gone out of the area, you might as well just plan on being out of here for a little while just to you know get let everything get cleaned up yes yeah very very good point you know one of the things that i've noticed coming from michigan of course you talk about tornadoes tornadoes do not give you any warning the one that, and i hate to say it but the good thing about a hurricane usually comes two days later than they think it's going to come so you have the time to prepare but those last two days are not the time to put all these together they're the time to take them from where you've got them stored to the front door no absolutely and i think you know we We've, I think Florida's been a little lucky um, over the years that, you know, I know 2004 was a horrendous year. Yep. It got so many very large hurricanes that just did devastate, devastating damage on many parts of the state. But then that kind of lets you think, you know, hey, you know, get, you know, let get you off your guard there. And you, and you think, well, it's not going to be us this year. You know, it didn't happen big last time. And I think you can't assume that a storm is going to not be so big or it's not going to hit you or whatever. I think you need to plan for every, especially when you're dealing with seniors or people, you know, anybody that's got limited mobility or has medical requirements. So if you're, you're on oxygen, if you need dialysis, you know, if you need these things that you have to be prepared for, then you need to pretend that every storm, even if it is pretending, but just assume that every storm that might come through here is going to be, you know, a Harvey okay. and, yep. and plan right. for it that way. You're right. You're right. Now, is there some type of document that's put together by emergency management or somebody that says, hey, for elderly people, here's the things? Because I know I get confused when there's something that's facing you that you got to make quick decisions, you get confused. So if you don't have a list, it's, it's probably a good time now to make that list and keep it. It's very good uh, time to make a list. And now, since since we're fortunately not dealing with this emergency, right, and right. we're watching others of our, our fellow Americans uh, deal with these this uh, this devastation, it is a good time for us to sit back and say, "What would happen? What would happen if this was happening right here to us right now? Yes. And how would we do so?" You need to have a list of phone numbers of people to call. Like like you've mentioned, um, we have very very strong emergency response organizations uh, in the county government here, but they need to know that you're out there. You know, and if you are a senior that are getting services, then you're probably you're on a list. But if you're not and we have, you know, we got a lot of independent seniors out there who don't want anybody who don't want to have help and don't think they need help and all. But um, and maybe you're fine as long as the roads are clear and your sidewalk is clear and your sidewalk is there. Um, And um, but if you're uh, if you require the assistance, you might require the assistance of somebody to, to evacuate your home if you're not on a, you know, in a, a first floor living situation or, you know, um, you probably want to have that phone number and you probably want to call in advance. You want to be sure that you're on, if, if you're really going to stay in your home and you're not going to leave the area, um, you know, during this storm season or during, during, the, during a storm event, you want to call in advance and let you know, get your name on a list so that they know to be looking for you well, in case it right. gets, uh, gets that bad. And again, uh, the evacuation centers are prepared with oxygen and, and some other, uh, you know, medical equipment. If especially if you're a person like that, you want that the emergency um, uh, relief uh, personnel know that you're out there so they can plan for you. One of the problems in Houston is that there's so many people going into these evacuation shelters that they just don't know what to do with some of them. Yeah, yep, you're absolutely right. We're talking about elder law with uh, Sherry Aiken from the Aiken Law Firm. Now, now, Sherry, if somebody's got a question about elder law, it might be the will, might be a trust, might be whatever it is. I know you've got a web address that they can just uh, send you the question and you'll respond. Absolutely. The web address is radio at aiken law. Dot com. And if they want to give me a call, please feel free to call me at area code 386-738-5599. Okay, that's Sherry Aiken. We're going to talk more about elder law and all the things you need to know. 
whether there's a hurricane coming your way or, or just to prepare yourself for the future, she's got the answers for making law. And we'll be back right after these messages on AM 1230 and AM 1490. Preparing for the future is more than planning for retirement. It's making tomorrow's choices today, which give you peace of mind tomorrow. Arranging your affairs to make sure that your wishes are legally binding is one of the most important steps in planning for your future. It's also about taking the burden off of loved ones and relieving them of the stress of legal issues. At Aiken Law, our attorneys look at the big picture and your family dynamics. For your free consultation, call Aiken Law, 386-738-5599. There's no time like the present. It's the final days of the Mullinex Ford Summer Sales Event. Now, well-qualified buyers can get 0% APR financing for 72 months, plus $1,000 trade assistance on seven of our best-selling models, included the recently added 17 F-150. That's right, zero for 72. Now on F-150, requires a 95 or newer trade-in. The Summer Sales Event ends September 5th. So hurry to Mullinex Ford in New Smyrna Beach for 3,500 vehicles and no dealer fees. Or visit MullinexFord.com. Bananas, apples, syrup, butter, strawberries. Great idea! I love waffles in the morning, even as I'm yawning. Waffles help me start the day. I love waffles in the morning, as the day is dawning. Let's all eat our waffles today. America's true house of waffles sees waffles with four locations. Yep, it's a Monday morning, and we're focusing on elder law with the good people from the Aiken Law Firm. Sherry Aiken is with us right now. Sherry, you know, wills and trusts and all those things are very, very important. I know you wanted to answer a question about that. Yes, Skip. Uh, just getting back to what it is I do for a living, which is to help people with their estate planning and everything. I did receive a question from a listener who had a, a question. His question was dealing with the will. The will left everything equally to himself and his sister, but... Um, but dad, before dad died, had transferred a lot of assets into uh, like payable on death assets mm. and uh, the life insurance. And those assets had different beneficiary designations. And um, uh, this person was concerned that everyone, that dad's estate plan wasn't going to be fulfilled under his will because it says 50-50 because all of these other beneficiary designations were out there. And he wanted to know whether the will, didn't, doesn't the will override those things? And my response is no, unfortunately, well, not, or fortunately or not. But a will only covers assets that are going to go to probate. If you've got assets that have beneficiary designations or co-ownerships or other forms of ownerships that direct where those assets go at the death of the owner, those assets are going to go based upon the contractual uh, obligations of between the owner and the company, the bank or the life insurance company or whatever. And the will has nothing to do with that. Oh. So if, uh, you know, as, as a, as a person who's making a will, you want to be sure about, you know, what you're doing and, um, and how you want to get things, uh, set up. So my suggestion is, uh, you know, if, if you're going to have, it's fine to have a will that just says one thing and, and, and leaving specific assets of the, it's totally fine. Yep. But um, I also include in my letter, in my will, a statement that if there is beneficiary designations on accounts or other things like that, just a statement that indicates that that is exactly the way, you know, you, the testator, or the person making the will wants the assets to go to try to at least answer those questions or at least try to avoid conflicts between family members who get assets outside of probate versus, you know, 
um, the division of those assets that would have happened had those assets gone into probate. So just to make the statement that I know I've made these other designations, I know I have these other co-ownerships, but that's the way I want it to be. Well, you know, it's great because even the closest family, when it comes down to reading of a will and and the disbursement of of parents and loved ones' uh, property and money and all those things, it seems like it gets awful rough. It actually does. And of course, there really isn't, is no such thing, quote, as, as the reading of the will. It's not like they sit around the library table and, and read these things. Oh, it's like the old time movies? No, no, no. It doesn't go like that at all. But unfortunately, or, um, a lot of folks are very uh, private about their sure. financial information sure. and or they say things to one family member just to sort of get past, you know, avoid the conflict now without realizing that upon their death, that person's going to remember that once. If the only conversation <laughs> they ever remember it's that conversation that you said everyone was getting everything equally. Sherry, quickly give us your web address. Um, radio at Aiken-Law.com. And your email. Um, well, that was the email. Um, uh, 386-738-5599 is our telephone. The Great Voice of Volusia AM 1230 WSBB. New Smyrna Beach, Daytona, Edgewater, Port Orange. AM 1490 WTJV to land Orange City to Barry. At the tone, it's 9 a.m. Taylor. High drama rescues flood victims in Houston plucked from their rooftops. Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Our first and foremost priority right now uh, is to ensure that we continue to save every life we can. 30,000 evacuees are expected to crowd into.